the beach, the only place to read your emails and tweets. It's Wednesday, June 16th, and the NBA is officially drunk. I'm J.E. Skeets. We got Tass Mellis up in this mother. What's up, Tass? What's up, everybody? We got my top shot hot boy, fellow freak, Trey Kirby. Hey, yo! Hey, yo! The international man of mystery, always taking it to the Max Ellis. Friends. <clears throat> and making the magic happen, it's Janie. Hello. There he is, and here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live on YouTube. Some of you for the second time today. Please like, comment, and subscribe. Before we get to your questions today on the beach, a little housekeeping here. First off, check out this morning's podcast. It was an action-packed episode. Now, a few things, guys, have happened since recording that. Obviously, some of them I think we'll talk about on this show. If we don't, some of that news, don't worry, we'll get to it on tomorrow's daily podcast live at 10 a.m. Eastern on YouTube. But the TLDR of it all, okay, here we go. Hold on to your butts. Chris Paul, he is out indefinitely, having to enter the NBA's health and safety protocols. That's what we know. Kawhi, he has an ACL injury. He could be done for the entire postseason. The Pelicans fired head coach Stan Van Gundy after just one season. The Wizards announced that they will not extend the contract of coach Scotty Brooks, so he's out. The Mavericks front office was blown up. Shout out to Tim Cato, the Kingslayer. Uh, (laughs) Donnie Nelson is out as the Mavericks president of basketball operations after 20-plus seasons with the franchise. We know that. And there are reports trickling in here that Bob Vulgaris, who you might remember, was the shadowy GM figure at the center Shadow. of Tim Cato <laughs> and Sam Amick's The Athletics reporting uh, without all that drama going on. He might also be out. He again. has changed his Twitter bio. I can confirm okay, that. Okay, so. okay. So that's looking like Head collector. And, Those are the uh, two words as his Twitter bio. Oh, my goodness. I and, think uh, that's just a shout out to CryptoPunks. He's a big CryptoPunk guy. Made a huge, uh, huge buy, if I'm not mistaken, to... Uh, not not too long ago, so I think that that's what that's a reference to. But I uh, I see the c- the correlation with uh, the way things have been going down lately. Um, it, it's looking like he and uh, Donnie Nelson are going to be out there, and the Mavericks try and rebuild their front office. And Hornets guard Lamelo Ball has been voted the NBA's Rookie of the Year. Great timing by the NBA. Oh, I love it. Uh, you know they had that press release ready to go today on Wednesday. They're going to be a quiet afternoon test, and uh, mm-hmm. instead, you know, we had. Uh, 10, uh, what it feels like, 10 incredible headlines to try and dissect. So, yeah, again, we'll get to some of that on today's show here on the beach, which is great. We got a second show today on Wednesday. And if we don't, we'll approach it uh, or discuss it on tomorrow's show. Keep your emails and tweets coming. We love them all week long. No dunks at theathletic.com. Tweet them in at No Dunks Inc. And final piece of housekeeping here before we get into the questions. I know some of you were maybe confused uh, that listened to the show on Apple Podcasts yesterday. You may have stumbled upon a 17-minute bonus, secret, exclusive podcast by us uh, discussing whether an NBA team of European players could defeat an NBA team of American players. That was a fun question, actually, that we decided to use uh, for one of our first ever little mini exclusive bonus pods. There were some issues, JD, with the feed uh, in in terms of where it was showing up. Uh, I think we've got it figured out, but moving forward here... If you are a listener on Apple Podcasts, you're going to get a little of this bonus content, and you got to be a subscriber now. All this uh, terminology, you know, there's following, there's subscriptions and all that, but about once a week, at least to start, we're going to do these little mini shows, this little juicy extra audio 
for people exclusively that listen on Apple Podcast subscriptions, okay? And that's the thing. I believe, Tass, you said it was little as a dollar a month. There's a 30-day free trial right now. And that's that. So just want to clear up that confusion. I saw some people in the Discord going, what the hell's going on? What does this mean? Everything else remains the same. But once a week, there'll be like these little 10 to 15 minute, you know, exclusive Apple podcast subscription podcasts. My God, it's wordy, isn't it? But that's what it is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I need to work on the verbiage, as uh, it were. But, yes. Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a real struggle just to figure out how to upload the thing, let alone release it to the people. And we had two feeds going at one point. I think that might have been solved. But okay. I th- anyway, I think we're good. I think okay. we're good. Yeah. Good. You know what? Better it happened yesterday than today. Uh, oh, yeah. With, good with point. Good going point. On. So, uh, again, if you want to help your boys out even more, I know some of you don't listen through Apple, and that's fine. Do what you want to do. Continue to download and listen to the show or watch the show however you want. But if you do, you may want to consider uh, that little dollar a month subscription now because that's where Apple's sort of taking it to the next level. And uh, it was a fun question, and we had a lot of fun, like, drafting our all-European teams versus our all-American teams and then, like, talking out the hypothetical. So go check that out. Okay, Tass, I've rambled on here long enough, but there was a lot to get in there. Let's get to that first cue. Yeah, and the first cue involves Kawhi Leonard, which yeah, we'll get to the injury because I think that is the biggest basketball-y thing anyways mm-hmm. uh, that's going on right now. So the email starts, Hi, No Dunks. LeBron James has lost a lot of game ones while feeling out his opponents, and then he ends up giving them the old douchebag sweep, winning four straight after that. Kawhi could be taking that concept to the next level right now by losing the first two games and then winning the series which he did in round one, but he ain't going to be around four in round two. Which NBA thing or concept would you like to be taken to the next level? Mm. Greetings from Spain. That is from longtime fan Santi, a.k.a. Capacoro, on Twitter in Spain. So, Skeets, you want to get us started here? Well, yeah, I mean, well, let, let, let's talk about Kawhi, because I think uh, it'd be silly not to. And then we'll answer that fun question, which NBA thing or concept would you like to be taken to the next level? Uh, yeah. By all accounts here, Lili, you know, he has suffered an ACL injury. Now, we don't know really the extent of it. That's never good, especially with a guy like Kawhi Leonard. He's not playing in Game 5 tonight. We also know Mike Conley's not playing for the Jazz. But who knows what this means means going uh, forward for the rest of this, to the series and then particularly the postseason. I think it's like, I don't know, am I overreacting thinking Kawhi Leonard is done, Lee, and that the Clippers will move forward with Paul George and their crew in trying to win a title? Well, I, I hope you are overreacting, yes, but it's certainly from uh, what's being put out there that it sounds like that's what it is. So uh, until we get confirmation, we can hope that it is just maybe something more mild and he misses a game or perhaps even two. But uh, it sounds like he said to his teammates, prepare to be without me for a while is, is one thing I saw out there. So uh, if, if the player you know, feels that way, then uh, it, that tells me that this injury is fairly serious and we we may not see him again this postseason and in fact i mean if it is an acl then he's probably going to miss a a large portion of next season as well these things you know tend to be a sort of nine to twelve month injury so uh that's what it sounds like it's just such a bummer it's just such a bummer to to see this because the clippers you know they've they've been a punching bag for such a long time they were down in that first series they were down in this series and then he was just a monster in these last two games and we really had ourselves a series here so either way he's not definitely not playing game five 
um, and and obviously things swing back into the Jazz's favour here. But it, it just sucks to lose one of the real legitimate game changing. You know, he's a two time Finals MVP already. He's won a lot. He's proved he can step up in big games, and now he's out there, and uh, it just takes a lot of the wind out of what was a fascinating series. Yeah, he was the MVP of the Western Conference playoffs at the very least, uh, and maybe the entirety of the postseason. That's how great he's been playing. I saw Kirk Goldsberry say Kawhi was converting a ridiculous 66% of his mid-rangers this postseason. He was on pace to be the highest field goal percentage on that mid-range jumper there on mid-range shots in a single postseason over the past 25 years. Uh, and which is huge against the, a team like the Jazz, right, Trey, where that's the space to operate. And, uh, you know, we had a best of three here, game five tonight. And, you know, now Kawhi's just another all-star. I mean, LeBron's been tweeting about it in the last, what, 10 or 15 minutes here, like saying, basically, I told you so, this condensed schedule, the quick turnaround, and here we now have, what, eight, possibly nine all-stars that will be missing a significant amount of time, if not some of the, the rest of the postseason because of it. That's what LeBron says. Yeah, when you see LeBron tweeting something like prayers up for Kawhi, you have to think that even though we don't know the extent of the ACL injury, he probably is a little bit more clued in than we are. Ergo, it is likely not good. And like you're saying, Skeets, that mid-range percentage, 66%, like Kawhi Leonard is an awesome player in the regular season. All NBA first team this year. We just found that out yesterday. Feels like thousands of years ago, but... (laughs) In the postseason, that becomes even more important. Being able to operate in that mid-range game, just like Chris Paul is, just like we thought that is something that, you know, if the Suns and Jazz run into each other, maybe that's an advantage for Chris Paul there. But Kawhi Leonard does the same thing, living in that mid-range because that's where teams are kind of used to giving up the jumper. Um, Kawhi turning into playoff Kawhi has been the difference for the Clippers in this postseason. It was the difference in the Mavericks series. It has been the difference in their two wins in the Jazz series so far. And now it's just a lot of pressure on Paul George to step into that number one spot and get some stuff done in the interior as well. Because that's the thing with Kawhi is that he puts a lot more pressure on the rim than anybody else on the Clippers. And that's something that they need because they're such a perimeter-based team. So, mm-hmm. I mean, this is just this is tragic. Um, and yeah, I mean, LeBron is, I don't, I don't know, how do you argue with the guy? He's like... Nobody knows more about bodies playing basketball than I do. <laughs> yeah. But he got a good point, bud. He does make a good point. But he comes out after this Kawhi news, which I don't think has anything to do with guys playing too many games this season. Kawhi Leonard played into the second round last year, and then he was load managed all season long. He played 52 of 72 games. I don't think this ACL injury has anything to do with playing too many games. I don't know my body as well as LeBron James. It's unfortunate I don't, but I definitely do not. Do you at think the same LeBron time, James knows your body task more mm-hmm. than you? Yeah, even he though? does wow, for sure. Of course, he sort does. Sort of creepy. Of, yeah, uh, but it's it really it really is, it's horrible for Kawhi Leonard. It's it, I liken it to 2017 when Zaza Pachulia stepped under Kawhi Leonard when they took a 20 point lead on the Warriors. Uh, in game one of that Western Conference final series, it looked like they had control of the series somewhat. He goes down. Now he goes down with four minutes left in game number four here when they had taken control of this uh, Jazz series as well. So, yeah, just two postseasons sure looks like have ended when they had the upper hand on their opponent. And, and yeah, he's, you know, finals MVP in 2019. Uh, he, you know, he, he got his with the Spurs earlier. But what could have been for a couple of these 
other playoff runs. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it seems like, you know, the news has slightly changed from this morning when we were podcasting to, yeah, he's out for game five. Uh, it's an indefinite period of time. Now it's, and now it's uh, you know, from knee to an ACL. Yeah. And that just makes it seem uh, like a longer-term injury. And it just sucks that one of these, you know, great players, obviously, uh, and a great team that was yeah, hitting its stride, especially considering all the injuries across the league uh, that we talked about this morning. And like LeBron is referring to, which he could be right about, um, yeah, just just really takes the the wind out of the sails because uh, it's, it's it's different than Chris Paul because Chris Paul he's not injured he's coming back at some point and hopefully you know if if this series is shorter now between the Clippers uh, and the Jazz that you know doesn't bode well for his chances to be back for Game One right. But, uh, it is different there. Anyways, let's get to the answer of this well, question. Well, no, no, no. I, I want to ask: like, do the Clippers have any chance, Lee, to win a title if Kawhi Leonard is done for the rest of the postseason? No. 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 Well, not really. Not really. It's tough to see how they could go on and win it from here. Um, sh- you know, they've still got Paul George. You know, they've still got some good players on that team there. But uh, I really can't see them getting past. You know, the Jazz for one. And then, uh, and then also getting past the Suns, and then uh, getting past uh, you know Brooklyn, let's say in the Eastern Conference, it just seems too big a hill to climb for them right now. Um, so, no. Okay, no. here's a hypothetical. I saw this on Twitter. I thought it was an interesting question. Let's pretend Tass is right. He should be back. Hopefully for Game One, maybe even Game Two. I'm talking about Chris Paul. But let's say he, for whatever reason, isn't. Who has like a better chance without their star player to go to the finals? Let's say. Is it the Suns without Chris Paul? Again, very unlikely because he should be back. Or would it be the Clippers without Kawhi Leonard, still having Paul George, still having a good team? Um, you know, the Suns, of course, have Devin Booker, too, who's in the mix for uh, all NBA teams and all-star teams and stuff like that. But I don't know. I, I, I was like, immediately I thought Suns, and then I sort of caught myself. I don't think it's that automatic. I mean, they're both put in a horrible position because those players are so important to, the, important to their teams. Trey, do you have an answer? I see you mulling it back and forth there. I think it just means the Jazz are clear-cut favorites if Chris Paul's out and Kawhi Leonard is out because, I mean, yeah, you would... Paper-wise, looking at it, I think I would choose the Suns as more reliable from a talent standpoint. Also, it's their first time in the playoffs for a decade, and the big big difference for them being a first-time playoff team was that they would have Chris Paul, you know, there as a veteran leader, so... That's an impossible task for them to overcome. Meanwhile, Kawhi Leonard, I think, has been the the difference for the Clippers. And when he starts playing well, obviously their team starts playing well. That's why he's been a finals MVP in two different finals. That's a huge loss. Meanwhile, the Jazz, yeah, they're missing Mike Conley. But as long as Donovan Mitchell's able to go, at least they've got their top two guys, which is not what you can say for the yeah. other two teams in the Western Conference. Yeah, no, it's insane. Okay, so let's uh, let's ask. Uh, sorry, answer this question here. Which NBA thing or concept would you like to be taken to the next level? I've talked about this before for the past. I don't know. What are we up to? Ten or eleven years? But I would love to see the concept of NBA teams, NBA players using the backboard hmm. as that sneaky sixth offensive player out there. Use those angles, and sometimes we see it. I was confused whether Joel Embiid was trying to throw a pass to Ben Simmons, who was being fronted the other night, off the backboard. Some players have actually pulled this off. It's, uh, of course, you got to have incredible touch. That thing's going to rock it off there. But just this concept, will we ever get to this weird level where these guys are so good that using and throwing things off the glass to go over the defense, when you're fronted, to, like, from the top, throw it in off the glass and it drops? 
I'm, we're getting, we're slowly seeing it. It creeps in every once in a while, but will it ever go there? That's my crazy concept. That and the NBA Jam shoes, where they glow and catch fire when somebody hits five or six threes. Katie's kicks would have been, uh, you know, neon green or whatever last night, or neon red or whatever. Um, those are my two things that I've been talking about for a decade. So I'll, I'll keep it. I'll keep it there. <laughs> but <laughs> what stay else? true. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll jump in. Um, you know, one other thing we have talked about is jump balls. I despise jump balls. I just can't stand it. I just find myself watching the referee, seeing which side he's going to throw it to. Right. Because he can never throw it straight up. It's he can take as long as Giannis Tetsukumpo takes at the free throw line to try and get it right, but it never goes straight up. We've talked about maybe bringing out a little cannon before to shoot straight up in between the two jumpers, uh, but you know that's a little it's a little cumbersome. It's going to take forever. Uh, we talked about uh, Mark Cuban made a, a comment about artificial intelligence in Tim Cato's article on the athletic. Uh, if, if there's artificial intelligence in the NBA, I'm, I'm sure we can figure out a way to retract the floor every time two jumpers are there and mm-hmm. the ball shoots straight out of the floor. Like there's yeah. a lot of things happening underneath the underneath the floor, whatever, you know, mechanics they got going under there. I mean, I don't think you could do it everywhere on the floor. You know, you couldn't just it couldn't just zip around. Uh, but you know, in the middle of the floor, why not? Why can't the floor just retract in all thirty NBA arenas and a ball just shoots straight up? What Come about on. what Seth B is saying? Drop it from the rafters. New ball. Let's wow. go. Just drop it down. Watch pandemonium happen there for a second. It's like a mm. I don't know. So it sounds like the XFL or something like that. Too. Yeah, not yeah. bad. Not <laughs> okay. bad. Uh, Trey, do you have an answer for this? Yeah, I got three things uh, that I like that I like that have or I would like to see kind of permeate normal life. The jersey swap, I like that that's taking off as a thing. We've seen the famous picture from Vegas. We mentioned on the show not too long ago, one of uh, Noah J. Peets, I believe, got the ice blue wedgie shirt and did a solo jersey swap showing the front and the back of the shirt. I would love to get in on a jersey swap with somebody if if there's any other extra larges out there. Uh, I would also like to see the coach point goodbye become a way of saying goodbye um, to your friends. You know, if you're if you're gonna be seeing them again soon, not quite the same if you're like going away for months at a time, but when you're getting ready to leave, all you gotta do, point, hand up, we're out of here. All right. Point, hand up, we're out of here. And I'd also like post-podcast interviews. You know, like uh, we break it down afterwards. Uh, so what were you thinking with that take out there? Skeets, what were you thinking when you said Zion Williamson's rookie year highlights were overrated? Yeah. Maybe somebody will be like, uh, you know, I couldn't believe Skeets went to Lee first there. thought he was going to set me up to come in on my answer first, but uh, coach decided to go the other way. That'd be a, <laughs> you know, a fun way to break down the ins and outs of how we're actually making this podcast afterwards. You have a really good show. You get a podium game. Could be pretty crazy. I mean, I already <laughs> do that. I just do it on Twitter and in the That's YouTube right. comments, but I like that concept of just doing a second podcast right after the first podcast. Yeah, we all throw towels on around our necks. You know, we got our water bottles. We're like, yeah. Just like breaking it down, breaking down the footage. We can play it back. Oh, look at this. When when Tass dropped his computer, I mean, like, what were you? Were you freaking out? Did you think he was going to disappear for the rest of the show? Uh, love it. Love it. All right. Yeah. Uh, uh, let me let me just interject. I yeah. love the, the jersey talk there, the, the jersey swap idea. I finally found an, a, a, a use for all the jerseys that we've collected over the last... 10 oh. years or so, you know, I'm, I'm pulling a, a buddy a move like our buddy Ken Angeles and just wearing them during the summer. Uh, <laughs> finally. You found a move and just wear them. Yeah, and just okay. wear them. Yeah, but strictly summer wear for pool wear. I mean, 
Does anybody else wear them around? No. You Trey don't Kirby's wear them been around. doing that for a decade, I think, hasn't he? Yeah, you got to wear a jersey to the pool, yeah. but I was happy oh, yeah. to see you embracing it as well. If I'm not mistaken, that's a Malcolm Delaney. Yeah. An old that's right. school Delaney. Looking good. That's right. It's an old school Malcolm Delaney Hawks jersey. Well, it looks good. Thanks it for the inspiration a decade ago, Trey. Yeah. Uh, Lee, do you have an answer for this? Yes. Uh, you know, we still haven't seen a player win the dunk contest and the three-point contest uh, at the All-Star Weekend. No one's ever done it. I want to see someone do it on the same weekend. Mm. I want to see someone come out there, you know, shoot the threes, win that contest, and then go and win the slam dunk contest. It's shocking to me that no one's ever done it, like, over different weekends. So I want someone to come and do it for one weekend. I think that would be great, wouldn't it? Damien Lillard, a few guys have been in both, uh, but no one's ever been able to pull it off. So I think that's what we need now. Okay, next question. Sup, NDs, with both James Harden and Kyrie Irving getting injured. Kevin Durant was left as the lone healthy superstar on the Nets. It looks like their plans have backfired and Skeets may get that $100. Take a wild guess when this email was sent in. (laughs) If you guessed before Game 5 on Tuesday night, you're right. Uh, Luke goes on to write, What's a time there was a plan of yours backfired and you were left all alone at the end. Shout out to Luke Reese by way of Twitter with that question. TK, what do you got? Oh, it was just last weekend when I thought I was going on a nice family getaway until <laughs> Lee cursed my vacation by planting the beef seed. I thought, you know what, I'm not taking my computer with me. There's going to be no roast beefs. People are more stringent about boxing out in the playoffs. You can't let one guy beat you on the glass. No way it happens again on a second vacation. But, of course, Nikola Jokic got that beef. Uh, The good thing, though, is that I went to a Culver's the day before the show. Went to pick something up. I'm thinking, okay, this is going to take a while. I don't know if you all know. Probably not. Culver's, if you go through their drive-thru, it just takes a long time. They're fresh making your food. And it takes... Forever. So I'm thinking, okay, 20 minutes. I'm looking at my phone. I'm like, okay, it's been a little bit of time here. I better go check on some stuff. Uh Uh-oh. They didn't bring me my order. We couldn't find you, sir. I'm thinking, why couldn't they find me? Perhaps it was because I was tucked away in the parking lot, recording a roast beef on my phone, (laughs) screaming into my phone, that's a lot of roast beef. Nikola Jokic had 20 rebounds. I wouldn't come up to my car to give me food either. Uh, so there I was for the second vacation, sitting alone in a Volkswagen, recording a beef. <laughs> Anything for content, my guess. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, what do you got, Tass? Sorry to hear that, man. Um, mine was uh, that I was an Apple man for a long time. I had an Apple phone until 2016 when I finally made the jump over to Samsung. Uh, you know, I, I had been toying with the idea. I was lucky enough to get a phone from Shaq in our first year at <laughs> NBA TV, 2013-14, but I wasn't ready to make the jump that. I, that thing was as massive as Shaq's hand. Uh, so I, I got rid of that phone. But in 2016, I jumped over. I made the jump. I was really happy for several years, but then, you know, I, was, I felt like I was left on an island. I, you know, I know a few people who are Samsung people, but... Nobody I really knew. Everybody hated seeing the green the green chat come up when they saw a text from me. So I jumped back. It also coincided with me not getting any more free Samsung phones. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I made the jump back, and I'm extremely happy. I'm an airdrop man now, you know, oh, like, like everybody else. Back in the mix. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's so. like, look, let's be honest. Yeah, there's many, like, 
group chats, whatever, where you got the one Samsung guy or girl and it's like somebody sends a photo and it doesn't work. It's like, you know, tiny and tiny and everyone's like, what's going on? And everyone's like, oh, yeah, Taz got the Samsung. It's going to be a problem. Uh, it's so good to have yeah. you just airdropping back and forth now. It's so nice. Yeah. I felt European though, you know, the Euros sure. <laughs> got their thing going yeah. on. I've come to peace with uh, group chats having uh, green bubbles. Some people prefer uh, the Samsung phone, but the problem I feel lately is that the Apple iMessage respond to message has gotten a lot more prevalent. Like, people Mm. are way more uh, ready to throw down a ha-ha or an exclamation point or a like, and that's when you get into the huge problem because it just sends through, liked that funny message, emphasis, liked that funny message, loved, emphasis, liked that funny message, disliked, loved, emphasis. I lost it at this point, that funny message, but it's like, oh my goodness, we're not even responding to messages here. The messages are fine. Send your green messages. But us Apple users, we got to do our part too and stop responding with the emojis when you're in a group chat with the green bubble. That's just a problem for everybody. Good stuff. Uh-huh. I like your message. I mean, uh, even people do it like one on one, you know, just just a ha ha thumbs up. Right. It's weird. Yeah, just, it's like just, you're an Instagram DMing, you know, it's like, you know, you know. Lee, you got an answer for this one? Yeah, uh, so uh, we used to have a, uh, a lady come and help us out when our little uh, Oscar was born a few years ago. But uh, as he sort of grew and he went to uh, daycare, we, we you know didn't really need her around. Uh, so she moved on. But um, it was her uh, birthday or something. And so uh, I said, we should do something. You know, she'd like to see the boys. And, and uh, I said, let's invite her over and uh, we'll just have a little celebration for her. And my, uh, I think he was seven at the time. Sebastian was like, um, OK, I'll, I'll make her a little uh, meal. And I was like, I was like, okay, he's ambitious, but he's not all that flash in the kitchen. Um, anyway, so uh, he started getting ready. I told her, I said, you know, come on over, we're going to have a little uh, little celebration for you. And so he started preparing his meal, and it was uh, one carrot with a un- uncooked, unpeeled carrot, mm. uh, an onion, <laughs> just an onion, nice, one onion. <laughs> And uh, a croissant from Trader Joe's. And those croissants at Trader Joe's are fantastic. Uh, and he had some, like, a raspberry jam ready to go. And she was supposed to come over at, like, you know, 4 o'clock or whatever. And, uh, well, that was just a little... She was a little bit late. She was 10 minutes late and Sebastian couldn't really wait. So uh, he took a, a bite out of the croissant and <laughs> and uh, and put it back down on the plate and, uh, and left it there for her. And, uh, and I was like, you know, I, I'm not sure... I'm not sure you should sort of uh, nibble out of your uh, guest's uh, treat there. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, you know, but it's for her. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And so she came in and uh, eventually she came and I said, sit down, Sebastian prepared your meal. And I just wish I could have uh, captured the look on her face as she saw an onion, one carrot, and a croissant that had a nibble taken out of it already. <laughs> <laughs> did she touch any of it? Or? No, I think I did get her oh, another uh, croissant. Eat the, eat the, the carrot at the very least. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been the kind. Carrot. Yeah. Courtesy uh, carrot. Yeah. So, yeah. But, but the intention was there. I mean, it was prepared with a lot of love. It was just, uh, you know, he just couldn't wait all that time. So, and, he, and he loves the croissant. So he thought he'd just uh, help her out with it. <laughs> My uh, cool story, bro, uh, is has to do with Top Shot. Back in late February, I guess early March, it was right before the All Stars. I guess it was right before the All Stars were announced. So whenever that was, probably late February. And I remember Trey, like we were like, oh man, 
we got to figure out who the all-stars are, snatch up a couple moments, you know, maybe you could flip them, make a buck. Whoever <laughs> going like Chris Middleton, Chris Middleton's going to be an all-star again. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm going to get a, a couple. I'm going to get 50, a couple 40, of these. 90. Yeah. Come he's on. a lock. He's got a great team. He's already been in all-stars. This is like classic Joe Johnson material here. Like let's get a couple of these and then people, we'll, we'll see them go up and, uh, well, you know where this is going. Like he didn't get named to the all-star team. That's the first problem with my dumb plan that backfired. The second part is it's Chris f***ing Middleton. Like, no one's uh. going to care whether he made another all-star team with his top shot moment. So uh, that one backfired. I ended up giving a couple away. And, yeah, that's the story. Like I said, it's a very cool story, bro. Still <laughs> a big snub stepping. in my book, Skeets. I was yeah. with you. I thought Middleton was an absolute luck. Come on. The Bucks were balling. Crazy. 50, 40, 90, almost 25 a game. Sure, it's almost exactly what Tobias Harris did, and he wasn't an all-star either, but Chris Middleton, I thought he was going to do it. Mm. 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 You need to change that Twitter bio to Moam Collector. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we got got a lot more questions still to tackle here on the beach, but first, quick break to hear from our sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Yeah, buddy, back with the show. I love when we find out we have new listeners or viewers live on YouTube. And I know that Zick Step is probably a new one when he said, going back to Lee's story, that's the definition of the carrot. There's no need to point out it's uncooked and unpeeled. Well, does he eat unpeeled carrots? Yeah, a lot of people do. You can. You certainly can. <laughs> you can. Yes, you can. But I, I think most people expect them peeled when they when they get served. <laughs> oh, God. What, you don't? You don't you go, you're going to someone's house and I don't think you have the right and... to talk about what's, what's correct or incorrect when it comes to carrots. I mean, I brought this up because you always talk about the uncooked carrot mm. is just a carrot. <laughs> Yeah, I know, but you don't yeah, yeah, serve yeah, anyway. you don't serve unpeeled carrots. I've never yeah, seen that. Yeah, serve them probably not, but you right. can eat them from the garden. Yeah, of course yeah, you can, man. Of course yeah, you can. Man, but yeah. it's it's one of those things like you don't. Someone's got the hummus or the guacamole there. Usually they're mm. peeled and cut. Yes. I mean, yes. yeah. Are you yeah. eating if carrots you see hummus with and guacamole? With that part. Yeah, I've never eaten a carrot with guacamole. Never. Wow, you should try it. <laughs> <laughs> carrot with guacamole. I don't think I ever it's will. Deep. It's deep. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway um, shall we move on next question we all have players we were convinced would be good and who we continue to believe in even as they produce disappointing year after year after year Skeets with Jason Maxiel me with Rodney Stuckey says the emailer but discuss left often less often are those players who you are convinced are bad even as they string together great seasons. For example, I was convinced Bradley Beal would be a bust coming out of college, and I continue to believe he was, 
an overrated, injury-prone chucker until just a few years ago. My question, what players were you convinced were bad long after they had proven that they were good? Turn up, love yak, guys, oxum, cow. That's from Nate in Memphis. Lee, a guy that you thought was bad even though he had proven he was good. Well, Chauncey Billups was a very high draft pick by the Celtics back in 97. Number three pick, but traded in his first season to the Raptors. Traded in his second season to the Nuggets. And then he he went to the Magic, but he never actually played for them. He was injured, signed as a free agent by the Wolves, and then eventually made his way to the Pistons in his fifth season. And I was like, this guy's a bust. You know, he's a bust. Uh, He's Chucky Atkins, basically. But... He had, he turned his career around in Detroit, Um, you know, became an all-star, five-time all-star. He was three-time all-NBA, two-time all-defense. Oh, how many uh, first teams for uh, uh, He was zero first teams. He was was two two third time and one uh, two time, one second team. (laughs) See, that's why, this is why we don't talk about it, because it gets mad confusing. The old three, one, one, three. But uh, it was a one, two, two, one, three, one, three, one, two, one, two, one, all-NBA performance. Former, got him in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> but uh, Chauncey, you know, he, he turned out to be, be good. I still didn't really, you know, I mean, look, when he won finals MVP in 2004, he deserved it. He, he was really good in that series. And that was pretty much when I was like, yeah, okay, he's not bad. He's not bad. But, you know, there's a little finals bit of MVP. Uh, interest. Well, <laughs> up bad. until that point, okay, I was I'll like. Okay, I'll give him that. <laughs> uh, up until that point, I was like, I'm not sure he can step up. He had that reputation for Mr. Big Shot. A little overrated, if you ask me, about that part of it. But anyway, mm-hmm. um he would be, I, I believe, he's one of only two guys in NBA history, I believe, who's been a finals MVP before he was even an all-star. Because he wasn't an all-star huh. until 2006, uh, which is kind of funny, you know? I yeah. mean, that's, uh, you would think that comes first. There's one other guy. Does anyone want to take a pop at who it is? It's Kawhi. It wasn't Kawhi, Kawhi it? No, not Kawhi. No. How about he's got a connection to Jordan Maxwell? <laughs> no, I, that, I didn't go that deep, but... Uh, no. Uh, this guy has a connection to Chauncey Billups. Um, mm. Wow. Mm. Could, could it have been Manu if he won finals MVP? No, because <laughs> no, Manu, Manu was an all-star in 2004, I believe. Oh, that was early. This guy has a connection because he's from the same team as... Uh, Joe Dumars? Joe Dumars no. in nice. wow, He wasn't an all-star. Wow. No, no, he became Before. one in 94 yeah. or something like that. But uh, wow. yeah. So anyway, Chauncey, yeah, he's uh, he turned into a pretty decent career, but uh, certainly wasn't that going that way at the start. Do you guys remember him in, as, as the Raptors? <laughs> I mean, sure. Yeah, remember him on the team. It wasn't <laughs> wasn't all that amazing, like you've pointed out. He was fine, but yeah. it, that is a good one, honestly. I mean, the guy that drafted that high that bounces around to that many teams to start his career, it's like you're gonna maybe sour on him pretty quickly. But to turn into a Hall of Famer. Uh, or what is he in? No, he's a borderline no. guy. Yeah, no. not he, yet. He well, possibly could get it. He possibly yeah. could get it. Yeah. And then he reincarnated as Kyle Lowry. So yeah, now Kyle Lowry's <laughs> gonna make the Hall of Fame. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, who do you have, Tess? Uh, for me, we're going Raptors. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas. Mm, that's good. Uh, cool. Yeah, because 2011. Maybe it's just me being uh, holding a bit of a grudge, uh, but uh, I thought the Raptors should have drafted Kemba Walker instead of Jonas Valanciunas. Uh, was desperately looking for a guard just like Chauncey Billups, you know, turned out to be better somewhere else. Um, so Jonas Valanciunas definitely developed into a really, really, really good player and a fan favorite in Toronto. And he's still, still kicking the snot out of uh, opposing centers right now, a decade later. Uh, 
but yeah, I was just, uh, it's, it's me being a very grudge worthy. Uh, I, I just wanted the Raptors to take Campbell Walker. So that, that's where, that's where I was with that one. Jonas is, it's impressive that he's still going. This was, uh, you know, he took him a year to come over, I believe. So I think that mm-hmm. this is season number nine, I believe, but, uh, still playing really, really well, still beefing it up in the NBA. TK, what's your, uh, answer for this? Oh, it's obviously Paul George. Paul George hmm. finished third in MVP voting, and I was like, this guy is terrible. Uh, <laughs> Paul George is obviously very good. The problem for me has always been that his handle's not tight enough, and I think that's a problem. That's why he doesn't get to the rim as easily as a Kawhi Leonard does, and another comparison for him, obviously, back in the Bulls day was Jimmy Butler, and that's what I always loved about Jimmy Butler was he wanted to shoot layups and free throws, and Paul George wanted to shoot three-pointers. Uh, it went poorly for Paul George in the bubble last year. I said I was over being a Paul George hater, and I'm on his side for tonight's game. I would like to see him actually shut some people up, myself oh. included. I would love to say some nice things about Paul George tomorrow. We shall see how he handles this kind of pressure. Oh, my God. He has to have... Like, I almost wonder what it would take at this point for Paul George to lose the haters that love to uh, pull out the pandemic P and all of his disappointing playoff performances. Like, I mean, does he even have to win a title at this point? I don't know. Like, if he has a great game tonight, I guess, sure, some people, they'll still pile on him. It's wild. I hope he has an awesome game tonight, too, just for the narrative, for the the story. Uh, My answer to this is Dennis Schroeder. I just, watching him here in Atlanta, uh, you know, he he got a lot of, like, opportunity, and he's a decent player, but, man, as a point guard, you were left wondering, like, this guy, ugh, he makes a lot of strange decisions. He thinks he's, like, by far the best player on the floor when he's not a lot of the time. This is, like, young shooter, too. And so I was like, I'm not convinced. I, I just don't think I think this guy could be a, you know, a starting point guard on a legit sort of finals contender type team or, like, really going deep playoff team. He's proven me wrong a little bit. Like, he went to OKC and, like, really flourished in that role under Chris Paul and sort of that three-guard system there with SGA and then finds his way to the Lakers and... and has his ups and downs at times I'm like haha I knew it and then other times you're like wow this guy's actually really good and you know he definitely bets on himself and maybe that's gonna backfire and see what type <laughs> of contract he gets but yeah yeah I just find him to be a frustrating player because he's not like really a point guard to me and that's fine like there's a lot of guys actually in this league that are like yeah they say PG but they're more of a shooting guard and, and or a guy that should come off the bench and I just think that's Schroeder for me I don't know if you agree there Lily I see you nodding away well Magic Johnson doesn't think he's a uh, Lakers player so uh I wonder how that bodes for his uh, free agency but mm. yeah the thing about Schroeder is he does he has those games where you're like this guy's a really solid backup point guard I think that's a great role for him but he does tend to sort of admire his own shot and his own game a little too much still for me. Like, he gets a shot and he sort of struts and he's like, yeah, man, I'm cool. He's, but he's confident, man. I know, he does I know. not I know. lack in that department, which no. makes him, like, a good sort of sixth man. Like, those guys oh, yeah, are usually yeah. wired like that. So yeah. maybe that is his best role. He doesn't got, think so, of course. He thinks he yeah. should start. Yeah, He's got a really quick first step. He can get to the rim. Um, and he can hit that three, but yeah, he does drift in and out a little bit at times with his consistency. So uh, I'm not sure where, where the best role is for him and on which team because I think he does bring a little bit of uh, attitude baggage with him, which uh, can rub some people up the wrong way. Possibly. Right, I see right. the stream team is uh, suggesting Reggie Jackson, and yep. I kind of feel that that's a, a very similar character to Dennis Schroeder. 100%. Like, when they've got it going, they're on fire. And, you know, Reggie Jackson has been very good for the Clippers, but it's also like, 
Reggie Jackson's going to just be hitting seven threes a game now? Is that seriously something that's happening? I don't know. Maybe Schroeder needs the same sort of thing. A little bit of a, you know, things didn't work out well for Reggie Jackson at the end of his Detroit tenure, and now he's bounced back with the Clippers. Maybe uh, this shenanigans with Dennis Schroeder turning down a big extension and then having a dud of a playoff series. Maybe he comes back even more fired up just like Reggie. Yeah, it's possible. Next question. Hey, mates. What are your all-time NBA fly-on-the-wall moments? What NBA meetings, decisions, etc. do you wish you could have been present for? An obvious one for me is the first Michael Jordan retirement. Oh, to be in the room with David Stern and MJ. Curious to hear your thoughts. Love your work. Cheers. That's from Ben V. by way of Sydney, Australia. Tass, why don't you get us started? Fun question. Uh, for me, it's 2017. Blake Griffin was a free agent with the Los Angeles Clippers, and they decided to pitch him with a crazy t-shirt where he was thrown onto a shirt as you see here on youtube with um, what a shirt some historical figures blake griffin is in a clippers jersey on a shirt <laughs> with muhammad ali jfk mlk lincoln gandhi uh einstein obama Nelson Mandela um, and the shirt and the shirt the shirt uh, yeah emblazoned on there is the word pioneers in a odd font and uh, cool graffiti font yeah it's just it's all what, it's what is crazy. what is that shirt what is yeah. that thing and uh, then they they ended up signing him so I suppose it worked but then they traded him months later that mm. same season they said nope not enough of a pioneer this year, Blake Griffin. You out of here. And, uh, I mean, they're pioneers for doing that, I think, in the NBA. I don't think any other team has ever put one of their players on a shirt with historical figures like that, let it be known that that happened, and then traded him just uh, just yeah. months later. You're a right franchise, away. you're a guy, and, yeah, he obviously was extremely pissed about that. And uh, there's the, the classic, classic... Um, video of him warming up with the Detroit Pistons against the Los Angeles Clippers, I guess is the next time they played. And uh, Steve Ballmer, Clippers owner, comes up for a handshake and Blake just jets. <laughs> didn't jets see him, he wave. said. He didn't see didn't him. See yeah. Him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, didn't see him. <laughs> no, he yeah, didn't see him. No chance. Yeah, so that's, that's a unique one, man. So who the heck made that decision? Yeah, didn't they, uh, didn't they also, unless I'm like mixing up sort of stories now in terms of recruitment or keeping players and signing them, like, did they set up some weird, like, uh, almost exhibit, like he was going to eventually go in the Hall of Fame as a Clipper, and, like, it was like a this-is-your-life type of thing, you know what I mean? I think you're exactly right. Like, yeah. a massive production, this is what yeah. it would be like if we retire your jersey as a Clipper someday. Yeah. You're the Albert Einstein of the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> That is also a weird inclusion. Oh, I totally. totally gone out. <laughs> the Albert Einstein of the NBA, Blake Griffin, and then in just a few months, he gone. Yeah, no yeah, handshakes. People in the stream team saying, uh, "Where can I get that shirt?" Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you can find it on eBay. Oh, There's got to be some bootlegs out there. <laughs> and also, people say you guys got to sell that shirt or a variation of that shirt on the on the No Dunks uh, website in the No Dunks store. <laughs> I would love Lee Ellis's head. As the Blake, and then a bunch of uh, hilarious pioneers with you, Lee. Lee, is there anyone in particular you would love to see on the same shirt with you, Lee? <laughs> Andrew give me three. Gaze. Give me three. Andrew, Andrew Gaze. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yes, uh, Australian pioneers. That's good. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. good. They don't uh, have to be basketball, though. I think it's funnier if they're not. Who else? Well, uh, Paul Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> I think. And Michael Hutchins. Shirt? What about Michael Hutchins? <laughs> what about well? him? Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. this Australian guy? Stream team, yeah. let us know if that's a shirt you'd like to see. <laughs> Australian pioneers. I, hell, I would I would buy that. Uh, people are saying uh, uh, the Thorpedo. Oh, yeah. Thorpey, yeah. Um, yeah, he'd be great. Um, WNBA uh, Lauren Jackson, right? Oh, Lauren Jackson, I mean, yeah. yeah one. She'd hey. be great, yeah. Okay. Nicole Kidman, throw her on there. Hugh Jackman. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Sure. Nicole, Nicole, I'm not sure if it's known elsewhere, but Nicole, I think, was born in Hawaii. And I think she lived in uh, England until she was ten or something like oh, that. So a uh, bit of a looser connection, I think. Although the, you know, she she's Australian, but who uh, is the most famous Australian though? And it doesn't need to be like a cel- I mean, I guess it could be a celebrity, but like, who mm. is it of all time? Because um, the, yeah, wow, I don't know. I mean, I'm thinking Olivia um, Newton-John. <laughs> I mean, probably. (laughs) It's it's possible. It's possible. Um, (laughs) Angus Young. This is great. I would love this shirt. This is a great shirt. (laughs) This is a great shirt. Elle McPherson was huge for... uh, Supermodel? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's... Wow. It just depends, I guess, on what what your your field of interest is sort of, you know, the most. I mean, Greg (laughs) Norman. I got it. For next week's... Apple oh. Podcast subscription exclusive. Leo <laughs> counts down the top ten Australians. Of all all right, all right. Yeah. I'll... <laughs> if that doesn't get people to subscribe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Ten, the top ten most famous Australians. Oh, of all Steve time. Irwin was pretty. Yeah, popular. Steve Irwin. Yeah, yeah. rest in yeah, peace. Yeah, okay, yeah. this is great. This is gonna be a good shirt. Start writing these down, somebody, because <laughs> uh, we gotta we gotta get this to breaking tea immediately so we can start producing these. Uh so Tass has answered. Uh, TK, do you have an answer for this one? Oh, I forgot which question we were answering here, Skeets. Oh, where would I like to be a fly on the wall? Yeah. There was that famous story from Kevin Arnovitz not too long ago above Robert Sarver bringing a goat into the front (laughs) office of the Phoenix Suns, and the goat proceeded to take a dump on the floor of Ryan McDonough's (laughs) office. That would be awesome to see, and if you were a fly, you would be absolutely loving it in there. Not only do you get to see some NBA history, your favorite smell... Yeah, you wouldn't be Turns. a fly on the wall. You'd be a fly on the turd. <laughs> That's there. right. Uh, what about you, Lily? Well, I think it's. Um, I would love to have been in David Stern's office when the Tim Donaghy stuff uh, came through because, uh, <laughs> well, just because you know David Stern was such a a person who liked to control the message and the image of the league and gambling. He was dead against gambling under any circumstances mm-hmm. in the NBA. And uh, to have a referee, and they had the wiretaps, and they had evidence, and it was like this guy is uh, shaving points or, uh, you know, influencing games. That must have been, honestly, David Stern's worst nightmare, I think, because uh, the integrity of the league was at stake. And when you've got a referee who was in playoff games as well uh, and the mafia were after him, that must have... He must have been... He had a, a pretty violent temper, people say, behind the scenes, but that never came out in public. We never saw David Stern go crazy, but there's some great stories about him, like with owners and things like that oh, as really? well, where he's just unloaded on a few of them, you know, like guys like Mark Cuban and that. So uh, I can just imagine if one day in that, in the, someone comes in, he's, you know, operations officer and says, uh, listen, man, the mafia's got one of our refs caught saying, yep, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, people always say, you know, the NBA wants this game seven out of this series. You know, of course, the Kings and the Lakers back in the day, things say that, but there's never really been any hard evidence to prove that. There's only been sort of circumstantial stuff on, on foul calls and things like that. But this was finally some real evidence that Donaghy was, uh, was doing some bad stuff. And I don't think David Stern would have been too thrilled with it. 
No, no, probably not. That's a great answer. Uh, Jason Fire, 34. He actually just straight up took my answer here in the stream team. KD's recruiting visit in the Hamptons would have been pretty fun. Yeah, the whole uh, formation of of really any super team, but specifically, uh, yeah, the Warriors and how they came together would be a good one. Just like, how are those conversations going down? And what, what was Curry saying to like... You know, was he massaging egos or, or not? Like, you know, the details and just like the talent uh, in that room out there in the Hamptons would be would be pretty awesome. So, Didn't good Tom answer. Brady show up yeah, for the Celtics so. pitch or something like yep. that? Yep. Yep. These uh these super teams coming together. It's a lot of crazy little stories. So any of them would be awesome. That's a fun question for everybody in the stream team. Drop your answers or in the uh, comments below the video. Okay, Tassie, what, what, what we got here? We got another one. Yeah, we got some good questions yeah. this week. We got a few more cues. Hey, Dunk Daddies, three years ago, I had season tickets through the Orlando Magic. And in a game against the Pacers, there was this very tall kid with huge hair in front of me. I figured it was just some random tall guy. But as soon as I thought that, someone asked to take a picture with him. Still had no idea who he was. But the next morning, the very first video on my YouTube recommended was Nasir Little Highlights. And yes, I found out that the kid that was sitting one row in front of me was eventual Portland Trailblazers draft pick Nasir Little. A bit creepy that his highlights would randomly pop up on my phone the next morning. But my question, have you ever unknowingly encountered a celebrity or NBA player and then figured it out later on? That's from Austin E. Lee, you got an answer for this one. Specific yeah. question. <laughs> so this is uh, kind of funny talking about uh, Australians because uh, when uh, my wife and I went to Australia for the first time 10 years ago, we went from Toronto to LA. And, uh, you know, sometimes if you see a celebrity and you're not expecting to, you sort of almost think you know them. And as I was boarding the plane, I walked past the first class section on, uh, I don't know, Air Canada, American Airlines, something. And I saw a face I recognized and I sort of did the old, uh, Oh, hey, as if we were friends. Yeah, yeah. And then I did the sort of like, <laughs> and then I kept walking <laughs> and it was Jeffrey Rush. And I was like, I don't know him at all. He doesn't know me, but I, you know, I've seen him and I'm just like, I just gave him the old, hey. Right. And so anyway, right. uh, then I was talking to Roxanne. I said, that was Jeffrey Rush up there. And she goes, yeah, I think it was too. I saw him too. I'm like, yeah, wow, that's pretty amazing. Anyway, so we flew to Australia. Then on the way back from Australia, no. we, yeah, we were on the, we were on a plane uh, from Melbourne to uh, Los Angeles. And uh, this guy was just sitting up in front of us. Now, you guys don't actually know who this guy is, but uh, I was back and it was the middle of the, or towards the end of the uh, Australian rules football season, it was playoffs. And this guy was a superstar player. And... Uh, Anyway, he kept coming in out of his chair and he'd go to the washroom. It's a 14-hour flight. Everyone's up and down. And I just remember looking at this guy and just going, who is that guy? I know him. I know him from somewhere, but I couldn't quite place it. And then I eventually realized I'd, I'd recognize him from TV because I was watching Aussie Rules Football. It was uh, Buddy Franklin, one of the superstar players from uh, the Hawthorne Football Club. Oh, and I was nice. just like, yeah, so I just kept looking at this guy and I was just like, who is he? Who is he? he like, he's, he's an athlete, so he's, you know, pretty fit, athletic looking. He's a tall guy, six foot five or something like that. And I was just like, he's sort of a friend of mine, but I've can't, who is he? I've forgotten. Did I meet him? Did I have drinks with him or whatever? And then uh, eventually I figured it out. It's like, oh, yeah, that was him. So, uh, did you go up but, to him or no? No, no, no. He was, because I, because I couldn't quite pick, uh, you know, I couldn't quite uh, point out who it was at the start. And I was like, we didn't want to go and say, do we know each other? I mean, you, uh, nah. nah, anyway. So, uh, but he was, uh, he was pretty much at the height of his powers then. So it was, uh, it was cool to see him on the plane. So 
There you go. A couple of trips. Uh, saw some famous Jeffrey people. Jeffrey Rush and Buddy <laughs> Franklin. <laughs> Put them on a t-shirt. A <laughs> <laughs> couple of pioneers. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not even attempting to beat that. So, uh, Taz, Trey, go ahead. If you got a good uh, a good story where you you know you came across a, a celebrity, an encounter, or an NBA player, or whatever, and then you figured it later on. You got some TK. No, I don't have a good answer. One of my superpowers is actually recognizing celebrities where you wouldn't expect them, but I could have easily been sitting next to Buddy Franklin at any point in my life and had no idea, so I guess they sometimes sneak by you. Uh, we're going to have to learn some Buddy Franklin <laughs> facts for next week's top five so. most uh, famous yeah. Australians. Can't, yeah. can't wait yeah. for that. I assume he was he was talented, was he, Lily? He still he... plays, yeah. yeah he, uh, still he, plays? Yeah, he still plays, yeah. He, wow. he, I think it was just after that season he signed like a, one of the biggest contracts ever, like a 10-year contract. Uh, but he won a couple of championships, and uh, yeah, he was just a superstar, super talented player. And um, yeah, he's never won the MVP, but I think he came close a couple of times. So uh, yeah, Lance Buddy Franklin. <laughs> Lance Buddy Franklin. There's a fact. Didn't know his name was Lance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're already learning things about Buddy Franklin. Uh, okay. Oh, Chuck, I sat next any... to this guy on a plane for sure. <laughs> you, got, you got a photo? Uh, JD, you got a photo I... of Buddy Franklin? We can, maybe uh, we've all sat beside him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to upload a couple of clips from YouTube after the show to uh, link to this show. Yeah. He, he, he was oh, good. He's boy. a good player. That's yeah. Lee's version of the post-game press conferences. Yeah. Anytime we talk about some random sport that none of the rest of us know about, <laughs> we get the YouTube follow-up uh, half an hour after we're done recording. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Tash, do you, do you have an answer for this? Uh, yeah, quick one. Uh, I walked by the late, great, politician, activist, John Lewis uh, at the Pancake House here in Atlanta once. He was having breakfast with somebody and I just had, I stopped and it was one of those, like, is that John Lewis right here where I'm (laughs) eating breakfast? He likes the same greasy pancakes and sausages that I like. And it was definitely him because he caught me staring at him and was Mm. expecting me to go up to him because everybody who sees him, I'm sure, goes up and talks to him. Because uh, I was just like kind of slack jawed, I'm sure, just looking at him. Uh, so he was waiting, he was waiting. But as soon as I clicked in, you know, kind of like Lee there, as soon as I clicked, I was like, okay, that's him. I'm not bothering him. No <laughs> chance. Confirmed. Walking by. Enjoy your sausages, sir. And uh, yeah, and, and that was that. But that was that was crazy. That was just nuts uh to see him in in the flesh so that was pretty cool uh skeets why don't you when i when um the buddy franklin story came up i thought of the gene simmons story your gene oh, simmons yeah, story man yeah, that, that, that oh, popped yeah. in my mind but like that one i i knew it was gene <laughs> yeah. simmons right, you gotta know gene uh, it did catch me by surprise that sure. he was because i don't yeah that's a good point i don't know if i knew he was sitting like just in the last row of first class and i was in the first row of the main cabin i don't think i knew he was there i don't think i saw him when i boarded um, but then, what did yeah, he him, call you? He called you something. Uh, sexy, like, uh, is, was it just young sexy man or something? Uh, Strong sexy man yeah, or something? You, you, did you help him, didn't you, with the yeah, bag? Yeah, with his bag. Oh, he had a God. bag. Because, again, it was like a small plane, so it wasn't like a big divider. It was like one of those little, like, you know, flimsy curtains to separate. And uh, when we're all standing up as we were, uh, you know, taxiing there or about to exit the plane, he's like, yeah, young sexy man, or whatever he say, help me with my bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so jealous of that. Yeah, that's I'm pretty so good. jealous. That's my best, uh, my best airplane encounter. That's yeah. awesome. Gene Simmons, yeah, that's not bad. It's a good one. All right, the stream team uh, dropping some hilarious stories, too, about running into who they think may or may not be, you know, 
Will Arnett and, and Hugh Grant and uh, all of these things. So keep your stories coming both there in the stream team and in the YouTube comments below. Okay, we still got a few more questions, so don't go anywhere. Final break to hear from our sponsors. All right, our next question here comes from Brent. Hello, gentlemen. On a recent Beach Steppin' podcast, Trey dropped an unverified fact. Birds can recognize human faces. It reminded me of something else I learned from y'all. Some years ago on a classic episode of The Starters, Tass told us all that we should not be cleaning our ears with Q-tips and that we should let that wax ride. Thank you, Dr. Mellis. I never cleaned my ears again. What is something that you could easily verify, but instead you just chose to take at face value? Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. That's from Brent Worcester in Massachusetts. Uh, Tass, what you got an answer for this? Well, I wanted to address this because I, I like Brent, barely clean my ears. Uh, the wax buildup is just, it's, build, it's been building for years. Uh, but I think it's affecting me. I, sometimes I think my hearing is going. And maybe it's because I'm getting a little older. But uh, I've, had, I've had some problems the last couple of years. I mean, on Friday we're at the Hawks game. And uh, Lee was talking to me, and, and there's definitely pyrotechnics going on in the background, but I was like, what? I can't hear you. It's like, I, I look around, and people Buddy are having Franklin. normal... Buddy Franklin! Do you know Buddy Franklin? <laughs> I saw him. I think I saw him in the, in the urinal. There he is. There's Buddy looking good That's here he if you're watching at, yeah. the YouTube. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Big Buddy. Big good looking man. Yeah. Still, still playing, huh, Buddy Franklin? Still playing. Anyway. Still playing. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Anyways, you can continue that story next time we go to the Hawks game, Lee, because, uh, because, uh, well, uh, yeah, I was having... enough. But he was playing for the Hawks when I saw him. The Hawthorne Hawks. The Hawthorne Hawks. Yeah. Uh, cool. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, I, I just, even the last couple of years, um, just feel like my I had a problem with my earpiece at NBA TV. It's like, is, oh, it, yeah. am I, is, is there just a bit of fluid buildup in here? Like, my one ear was good. My one ear wasn't. I had to. I went to go check. I went and had a hearing test done. Everything was good. Hmm. The old hearing test, which I freaking hate. They shove stuff way up in those ears. Not fun. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm just worried. I'm worried, Brent. I'm worried for you. I'm worried for me. I'm worried maybe the wax buildup is backfiring <laughs> on us. Uh, but, listen, don't use Q-tips. Just yeah. find another way. Anyway, that's all I wanted to add to that. So, uh I have Anybody to think else? that that is the most well-received advice that has ever been given on this show. Because as soon as you said it, I was the same way as Brent. I was like, uh, Tass would never lie about this. I can never use a Q-tip again. I've gone with a finger and a Kleenex. We've talked about it a lot before. But <laughs> it wasn't really a problem until earbuds uh, started getting back to popularity. And now I'm like... They should just make Apple earpods yellow at this point because, <laughs> I mean, the white or the black, it's showing a lot of yellow, unfortunately, but, you know, I guess that's just healthy. It's healthy yep. for your healthy ears, wax. maybe not your airpods. Uh, <laughs> Lee, what's something you could easily verify, but you just, you know, take it face value? It doesn't really happen anymore because of smartphones, but uh, if ever you're traveling and you used to have to get the old map out, you know, and you would sort of look for something or you would ask someone for directions... I don't know. Did why. somebody time that? Like, no, just hit a wind chime? Talking about no, his that's phone? The, uh, that's, that's the, the old ringer. Ring yeah. oh, Classic geez. ring chime. Another delivery. 
The volume's <laughs> down as well, and it still makes noise. Anyway, anyway, anyway. But you know, sometimes when so, you just say to someone, "Hey, where's the shop I'm looking for?" and they tell you, and you just don't listen to instructions. You know, you could easily say, "Okay, just let me write this down. Let me get it. Let me double check it." But if you ask someone for directions, you just sort of just don't listen to them. You just uh, you just don't. But and anyway, so now as I say, you just Google anything in your phone, and you just follow the little blue dot to go to where you need to go. <laughs> But uh, back in the day, you know, when we were kids, before we had smartphones, you sometimes had to rely on the locals. And uh, I don't know why it's so hard. I think it's a man thing. You just sort of sometimes can't go, all right, I need I need more clarification before I proceed. But you say, hey, where is someone? This and they say, oh, just down there, over the road, up here, over there. Yeah, OK, got it. And you haven't got it. Right. But, you know, you end up asking like five other people on your way there. You sort of just get, get closer and closer and yeah. closer. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, for me, at some point over the last few years, I don't know exactly when, my wife started putting a couple sheets of paper towel in our opened lettuce or spinach bag or plastic container. I guess it's like a salad green hack, right? I think what it's doing is the paper towel is absorbing like moisture sure. to, to, that can ruin your lettuce. But I've never verified that. I'm sure Nora's right. I know she's probably looked it up, but I just do it. And I'm like, she tells me to do it. I'm like, all right, I guess I'll do this. And I'm always like, hmm, is this actually doing anything? But I guess it is. Is your, is the, <laughs> do you follow up on the paper towel afterwards? Is it damp? Like more I, damp than you would expect? I, uh, I guess it is, but I mean, I, I, yeah, I guess it is. So it's, I'm sure it's working. I guess my lettuce is, uh, Lasting longer. The freshest lettuce out there. Yeah. Uh, it's apparently a good hack there for everybody. You just throw that paper towel in. Like, I'm talking about, of course, like you've opened a bag of spinach or lettuce. Then when you're going to reseal it, either in a plastic container or back in that bag or a Ziploc bag, throw a couple uh, sheets of paper towel in there. It absorbs the uh, moisture. I don't know if that's true, but I've been doing it for the last little while. Nora says to do it, so I've continued to do it. it sounds legit to me. Every little bit helps. In our house, it's keeping... Uh batteries in the fridge do they, oh, yeah. do they, do they last longer if yeah, they're I've cold why is that the case i don't know but all of ours are freezing i know that's uh <laughs> the case around here if you want a battery it's right by the pesto sauce <laughs> but so what you buy them and put them in the fridge or when they like get flat you put them in the fridge uh, no we buy we buy the pack we buy the pack and they stay unrefrigerated. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Refrigerate after opening is kind of the policy here in the Kirby household. So as soon as you need, you know, you order a package of 16 batteries, you need two of them for the remote control. The other 14 are getting stocked in that fridge because the cold the cold keeps the charge longer. I don't know. Yeah. Is that possible? I mean, I no clue. maybe, but when your car gets really cold outside and your battery's really cold, it doesn't start. So my in-laws do my in-laws do the same thing. Batteries up on the fridge door on the inside of the fridge door. Wow. Yep. Really weird. I (sighs) never because it's weird because then you take them out and they're at room temperature forever. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. know. The the thinking is somehow a fully charged battery remains fully charged longer. Or drain slower sure. than a than a normal temperature battery. I we don't no idea if it's true. That's a great one. I've heard yeah. of people that do it too, for sure. You're not and you're the, not alone. Yeah. And the reason why they're not selling them in stores in fridges is so they can turn them over faster. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah they should be in the uh, in the cold section. They should be right beside the milk and stuff like that. Mm. I'm gonna start moving all the batteries I see in a grocery store over to the uh, to the open cold section. <laughs> 
Oh, you're frozen keeping pieces. these in the warm section? I'll move these over here yeah, for you. Keep let's them refrigerated. Do that. Everybody start doing that. <laughs> Actually, don't. It's probably dangerous. Uh, anyone else? Who's got an answer for this? Anybody else answer? I can't remember. If anybody, I can't remember. Yeah, I, think we're, yeah. That's fine. No, no, I think so. I don't feel I like everybody good. answered, but we can move on. One yeah. more. Last one here. Hey, No Dunks crew. My eight-year-old son is somehow obsessed with 80s rock music. Not exactly sure how this happened. It's not like I'm putting on Def Leppard to listen to at home, but... It's nostalgic to hear the songs I loved as a kid. After listening to the drop on Friday, I thought he'd get a kick out of Lee's whistling Guns N' Roses, so I queued it up for him. Like JD, I didn't pick up on the tune, so I didn't expect much. But after literally three seconds, my son yelled out, Patience by GNR! Well, he calls him (laughs) GNR, too. Uh, I was shocked and way more proud than I should have been. Lee, you have at least one fan out west. <laughs> so, when was the time you underestimated someone and they surpassed your expectations? Thanks for helping me stay sane through the pandemic and beyond. Backs up. Love you guys. Awesome. That's from Brian in Palo Alto, California. Skeets, you got an answer? Well, someone, a time you underestimated someone and they surpassed your expectations. Well, just quickly with the patients, uh, GNR. Because of that show, and I'm sure I put it, I put it in the uh, write up or something on YouTube. Now the number one recommended video every time I fire up YouTube is Patience by Guns N' Roses. (laughs) It has since that show. So they're either listening or they've picked up on what I was writing and what you were doing in that show. Uh, Yeah. A time I underestimated someone and they surpassed my expectations. (laughs) I'm just going to show you her getting a dog, guys. The greatest thing I ever did. Oh, my goodness. Oh, look at her. She's so cute. Luna. Ah, she's sleeping. We won't wake her. Uh, You know, I was excited to get a dog, no doubt. But I don't know. I was like, yeah, lots of people got dogs. It's fine. I like dogs, but I've never had one. How good could it be? How great could it be? I was wrong. It's better than I ever imagined. I love this little girl now. She's Look the at best. This guy. He can't even can't even sit straight in his chair because he wants everybody to see his dog. <laughs> yeah, she's so good. Uh, so yeah, it was getting a dog. I mean, I wish I, you know, I've said this before. I wish I had a dog way sooner now, but this one was meant to be. The time was right. Gotta That's right. have a dog. A man's gotta have a dog. <laughs> <laughs> he really should. And women should have dogs too. Everybody should have a dog if you can. All humans should have dogs if you can. If you can, you know, you it can be expensive. It'd be nice if you got the space and all that. Yada yada yada. God, love her. Look at her. I got a little sausage. She's I've had sleeping. my dog for a decade, and I've seen your dog on the internet more <laughs> in the past sure, man. one year. Oh man. For sure. So everybody, shout out to Joel Myers. Uh, no, I'm not. No, no, no. See, this is where you're wrong, my man Joseph. That's why we got a dog. <laughs> a dog we can leave with somebody else for a while. We can go do things. Um, anyway, that's my answer. Who's got another one? Let's wrap this baby up. Lily, what do you got? Well, I've got some trivia for you. Uh, how many views do you think uh, Guns N' Roses Patience has? On uh, Vivo. Um, I don't On even Viva, know where huh? to start. I mean, like twenty million. I don't know. Twenty. Give me four hundred and fifty million. Okay. Yeah, Trey's much closer, okay. but still low. Six hundred. Six hundred and six million views. On wow. uh, on Vivo, not their uh, most watched video though. I believe is uh, guess what their most watched video is. November, November rain. rain. Yeah, have a guess how many that's got. <laughs> a billion. Eight hundred. Whoa! Wow, it's pretty. Wow. Impressive. Two billion. One point six bill. 
feel. It's a long video too. Oh, no. like they yeah, watched it's a lot of playback yeah. minutes. I know. I, know. I, was, I was watching uh, Patience as well the other day, and I didn't realize uh, I forgot that in it, even at the start, he does the little wiggle slide, you know, the hip slide that he does, you know, the, oh, yeah. the classic Axl Rose dance move. Like, mm-hmm. didn't really seem like it fit that sort of a song, you know, but he does it. He sort of just, he does it with the little hips out there. So, uh, you know, just a little thing I wanted to share with everyone. Great. Now I'm going to have November Rain and every other Guns N' Roses song <laughs> popping up in my uh, YouTube recommendations. Can't wait. Uh, do you have an answer, though, Lily, for this? No, nah, not really. Not okay, really. Uh, I was just uh, very excited to hear, like, an eight-year-old uh, was able to pick up my whistling. So um, That's wild some- because... Yeah, and everybody else was like, "What? What is he whistling?" Yeah, what so is everyone that? else has got ear, their ears painted on or something. I mean, this kid's obviously very smart. So, he hasn't uh, built up the wax yet. He's eight <laughs> years old. He can hear everything like pitch perfect. All right. Yeah. So great, great, great song. Great fun. Uh, Trey Tass answers before we go. I was surprised to find out uh, just how much Lee Ellis was the mayor of Bar 3 the time we went. I knew he was ingrained in the community, but when we came in there, he was like a politician working the room. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, come on over here. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, And then we got into the workout. Us three are struggling. Lee's killing it. I was like, no wonder they asked this guy to squat on the website. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna remove them though. I asked Uh-oh. you the other day, Lily. I still, you still doing bar three? You still, you know, going or doing it at home? And you said no. I said, oh, they're taking off that squat Uh-oh. photo off the website. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no consistent workout right now. I want to get back into something. But uh, yeah, if the funny thing is about bar three, the first time I went was to pick up Roxana, and it was an incredibly uh, intimidating environment, being the only dude, and like thirty women came out from a workout. Everyone's all sweaty and that, and I just felt like. Wow, I've never been this outnumbered. But once you get in, once you go on the other side of the rope and you become one of them, mm. oh, man, it's a different experience. It's uh, It was so much fun doing those workouts. I'd love to get them back into my routine if I can. Yeah. But uh, no real window right now for that, unfortunately. So, okay. <laughs> We'll see. I mean, I, I don't have a great answer. Uh, you, said, you mentioned the dog. I mean, I wasn't a cat man growing up, but then I was... Uh, with a, a girlfriend for a long time and she had a cat and I, you know, I wasn't extremely excited about this cat, but Bo Jangles, great cat. Oh, we, we're, we're great friends, me and Bobo. Animals, uh, pets, animals, we're not deserving yeah. of them. Man. We really aren't, man. We really, truly are. Ah, uh, let's call it there. Woo! Another epic beach stepping podcast. Thanks to everybody that sent in questions. Keep them coming. No dunks at theathletic.com. You can tweet them in at no dunks Inc. as well. Make sure you go check out this morning's podcast. Had a lot of fun talking about Katie's masterpiece there in Game 5. Got into the All-NBA selections and snubs, and that got heated a little bit. Lots of fun. And we'll be back tomorrow, Thursday, at 10 a.m. Eastern Live to break down tonight's two pivotal Game 5s with both series tied at two games apiece. We got the Hawks and the Sixers, followed by the Clippers and the Jazz. That one is in Utah. So two games on tonight. We'll back tomorrow to break them all down. We'll talk about LaMelo winning Rookie of the Year all of this like late breaking news or let's least some of the other stuff we didn't really address here on today's show or this morning show so join us then if you haven't got a subscription to the athletic go to theathletic.com slash no dunk so they know we sent you and i believe that's it clipper bros you heard it here first have a great time turn up love you guys awesome thanks for joining us and remember as lee sort of outlined there with bar three gym timidation is a real thing brace the day people you could stay